0: Welcome back to the uh, Psych Guys Off the Couch. Uh, as always, I'm here with uh, Timothy Meyer. Um, today, we were thinking about talking about TikTok, because I feel like everyone's talking about TikTok, so I think we need to talk about TikTok. And there's a particular part of TikTok where the uh, subset of videos that I think is really kind of germane to what you and I do uh, as clinicians, oh, yeah. and I know it's... Uh, sometimes they're educational and sometimes they are just an example of one's person experience. And sometimes it can get in the way of our work. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So, so TikTok, right? Um, so many folks, um, well really it's mostly young adults and teenagers. Um, you know, they'll get, like, a lot of great things. Like, like, like a lot of times people, people will send me TikTok videos or, or, or they'll be in sessions like, oh, like, I, I, I saw this TikTok video mm-hmm. about OCD, for example, or depression or anxiety or something. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's great. Oh, great. <laughs> but a lot of the time, you know... Um...
0: Wait, can I interrupt you? When, they, when you say great, what, what do you mean? Do you mean, like, it's, it's accurate, the diagnosis is accurate, the, the intervention is accurate? What, 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 what do you feel like is accurate about it?
1: Um, I agree with it all. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I, I, well, that
0: means it must be
1: you know appropriate, yeah, like like clinically like appropriate, um, accurate. So, for example, if someone oh I don't know if there's some sort of TikTok video. I remember a, a, mm. a young woman showing me a video um, of someone talking about them doing an exposure exercise for OCD. Oh. And they were talking about how they would do the exposure exercise and it would feel really uncomfortable. Right, and they right, were right. talking about how much it really stinks that they can't do their compulsion when they're, right, right, right. you know, uh, in that discomfort. And then my client was like, yeah. And I said, yeah, it' really hard, right? And she goes, Ooh. yeah. So um, there, there's so much like relatability there hmm. um, and, like, and like normalizing so many things, which I think is amazing. Mm. And on the other side of that coin, um, there are a lot of folks putting their experience out there about mental health and how they're feeling, if Mm -hmm. they're feeling down, if they're feeling depressed, um, I don't know, self-harm, suicidal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times the information isn't all that accurate, Mm -hmm. right? And and the way that I think about it is most of the time, it's like one person speaking about their experience Mm -hmm. and just their experience. And then they probably put like a label on themselves, sure. like I sure. am depressed sure. or any other label. And the viewer, uh, to no fault of their own, sort of watches that video and then draws conclusions from it and right. then makes meaning out of it towards themselves. Right. And then so from there, anything can happen with it, <laughs> you know, in, in, in so many different right. ways. Sure. Um, and in that way, I think that it can be, not so great. So, um, to put it a little bit more simply, you know, people would go on WebMD and like Mm, self-diagnose, like, you know, that sort of thing. Um, similar thing going on except rather than like looking up your symptoms, you're on a feed where it's kind of just someone's experience is coming to you. Right.
0: And it's also video and it's kind of like, could
1: be a relatable. It's video, it's right. relatable, it's kind of in your face. Right. And then a lot of folks end up getting a lot of ideas about themselves, right. about maybe diagnoses that right. they have right. or if how their issues are right. from just a person's experience. Right. And then that can get a little wonky. It, it, it could, and I, I
0: have to echo what you're saying because sometimes people take an emotional experience like sadness, which sometimes is appropriate. And then, they, but they stick the whole depression onto it. And then they say, I'm depressed, which has a lot more well, at least clinical weight yes. to it. So then it's not like a person is experiencing natural sadness for a particular event or loss or disappointment. Now you have to treat depression, yes, which is, you know, when appropriate, that's great. A lot of the times though it's not appropriate or at least that, that's not the effective diagnosis or an effective treatment or an effective just approach in general. And that's when you're starting to collect diagnoses. Yes. Instead of saying, sometimes I worry and sometimes I'm sad. Now we got generalized anxiety disorder and then we have hypochondriasis when I worry too much about my health and now I'm depressed. And then, and then when I come in, all of a sudden I have all of these things or these potential diagnoses that i'm grappling with and and that's and that could be just overwhelming <laughs> just 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 even holding that and
1: inaccurate right so if if i uh okay let's say me i going to make up i don't mm-hmm. know this isn't even true but w- let's just say um let's say i'm struggling with uh feeling sad often mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm watching a, a, a TikTok video of someone talk about their experience of depression, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how sad they are, and I relate to that very right. well. Right. Then I would say, oh, yeah, like, I mean, like, I must be depressed. Right. 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 Um, but what the TikTok video didn't go through is that there are so many other aspects of right. depression, like lack of motivation, right. lack of energy, and right. la- lack of enjoyment in things, and all the other right. parts that go along with it. And then the the viewer is sitting there um, coming to the conclusion that I am depressed. Right. And then they come to us. (laughs) Right? It is very true. And that's just one small example and honestly pretty simple. Sure. But if you take that same uh, idea or same process or whatever you want to call it, and you put that over all sorts of different experiences and all sorts of different diagnoses and all sorts of different types of treatment... So many folks are unfortunately really misinformed and convinced right. about the wrong thing, right? Right. And then in our room, when we're working with these clients and these patients, and um, it 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 just makes things a little bit harder.
0: It 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 absolutely does. And uh, since you and I sometimes triage calls to the practice, yeah, you know just to kind of maybe describe for some of the viewers and listeners how it looks on our end as clinicians, especially clinicians that generally just pick up the phone and speak with you when you call in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sometimes makes it more challenging because if if the caller is more closed off yes. to uh, at least, Uh, a change in the diagnosis or an adjustment in the diagnosis or an adjustment or a change uh, to a treatment approach, then then that could be challenging because if they already watched the TikTok video uh, or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case may be, (laughs) (laughs) they're calling in, they already have a set diagnosis in their mind and a set treatment option in their mind. Right, and then they're looking through the bios of clinicians, and now they have chosen a clinician that fits within the diagnosis and the treatment that they believe they have. That makes it challenging because, as a clinician, thinking through what's going on, sometimes that clinician may be inappropriate yep. uh, because that's not their skill set, or maybe the diagnosis is off, or maybe the treatment is different because there's just so many different treatments, and some of them are they just so adjacent to each other. Sometimes people say, "I want." Like one type of treatment, let's say CBT, but then they say I don't want another one that's like very closely related to it because somebody made a distinction maybe on TikTok between the two. But in reality, a lot of the treatments are—I don't say interchangeable—but they're but they're often used in an eclectic way. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So
0: again, sometimes it just makes it challenging as clinicians to help. Right. Most importantly, we're here to help. So just when when callers are looking through these videos, you know, just please keep an open mind. Uh, I'm not saying all clinicians are great and not all clinicians are perfect. I'm just saying, try to keep an open mind that to your point that that person on that TikTok, it's their experience. And yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Sometimes you relate to an emotion that the person on TikTok is experiencing. But again, that's another big point. Let's think of an emotion as an emotion and a diagnosis is just a, a little bit larger because I, I know you like talking about this idea that, yeah, different emotions are part of life. Yep. Be it sadness or guilt or shame or fear or disappointment, anger. It doesn't mean it's a diagnosis. It just means it's the everyday emotion that we all struggle and go through. Just yeah. We have to make sense of what it means. So to me, if people can keep an open mind, I, I think it's just be so much more beneficial for them.
1: Exactly. You know, uh, where it comes up most for me mm-hmm. um, is when folks reach out to me for EMDR. Right, oh, right, right, You right, know, right, right. and, um, you know, on one hand, like, so good that, that people right. are, like, looking into things and trying to understand themselves and all of those sorts of things. And honestly, like, doing a lot of that work, a lot of times it works out great. Right. But sometimes, like, if you're too married or too right. attached to the idea, like, it might not actually be that, right? So. So well, a lot of folks, you know, uh, might be calling and then say, like, I want EMDR. Right. Um, and it might just be not right. appropriate. <laughs> it, just, it just might not actually fit right. for, for, for what you're actually dealing with. So you kind of have to, oh, I don't know, like do a little bit of work in the beginning to like right. get them away from the idea of right. the therapy that they think right. they need. Right. And then talk to them about how they're doing and how they're feeling, and then talk to them about the therapy that would probably be the right. most effective. Right. It's So, so like, it, <laughs> it's a shame sometimes, and you know, <laughs> the, these folks are kind of like doing the work, right, right, like, right, right. Um, but then they kind of get the wrong idea and then right. you have to like walk them back from it and then kind of explain another thing. <laughs> I, I, um, I hear you, I hear you. I just think that, I just, the, the
0: reason I'm chuckling is not because of the experience I'm chuckling because I would imagine that's how my physician feels like when I like bring up an issue that oh, I sure. might have and like say like, wow, I was thinking about that. I, I could only imagine what's going on in her mind when I do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the reason I'm chuckling is because I think we're, the point is we all do it in different uh, uh, areas of our life. Yeah, uh, I just think that for us as clinicians trying to do this podcast to try to kind of get some, uh, a word out, ask clinicians, just guys, please be mindful that an emotion is an emotion. Relatability is exactly that. And you can have ideas of what's going on for you diagnostically and just, you know, be open to that. The clinician you choose to work with might have other options and sometimes maybe even more effective options.
1: Yeah. And if, if I was going to, you know, kind of echo that a little bit and add my own thing to it, um, you know, when when you're seeing something online about somebody's experience and like their diagnosis or mm-hmm. their mental health or their mental journey or, or anything like that, like please take it with a grain of salt, right? right? Because you're going to connect with the relatable aspects of it and your right. brain's probably gonna dismiss all the non-relatable right. aspects. Right. Exactly. And if we get too connected to an idea based off of someone else's experience, you might unintentionally be going down a path that might not be the most helpful for you exactly i get why people do it i think it's normal i think it's natural i think it's well intentioned right but just take it all with a grain of salt don't get too
0: married to it too quick agreed because then it can lead to meandering through like different types of diagnoses and delay actually getting help exactly all right and we'll end on that now guys thanks so much again for tuning in take care